And last week on The Science Show, we visited Aruba in the Caribbean with the guidance of Pauline Newman. This week, she's with Christy Metetes, the coordinator of their Metabolic Foundation. Explain Metabolic Foundation. You're involved with citizen science projects, but I want to know more. Yeah, we're a foundation based in Aruba, and we work on what we call democratizing technology, using open source technology and developing tech that we think can help bridge some gaps that exist on the island. And in particular, you've got projects looking at the ocean, haven't you? And uh, you're involving students and anyone else who wants to take part. Yes, we've had a makerspace for a while. And last year, we were lucky enough to get a grant from the European Union. And through this grant, we were able to spend a year developing and testing methods to measure coastal changes. So we're measuring water quality, we're measuring air quality, also using a lot of remote sensing data to look at changes on our reef islands, on our coastal vegetation. And we're using citizen volunteers to help us collect seafloor data to map changes on our seafloor. So really a all-around data collection project. And the thing that intrigues me, so we're in your home in Aruba, And you've got several rooms devoted to what you refer to as the maker space. 3D printers here. I can see technology scattered around. You're allowing people to come here and make the sensors. Is that right? Pretty much this year, we've really worked on getting the design down and really making it replicable. So all of the sensors we're using, you can just buy them online. And we've worked with a lot of different interns, like bachelor students, also high school students, to come and build the sensors and test the replicability of it. So the way we build the sensors this time around, they have solar panels on top and they have SIM card slots. So you can just put a cell phone SIM card in there and it can just log data and upload it directly. This is for the water quality and the air quality. So you just need a buoy or a boat or abandoned anchor that you can tie it on so that it can continuously monitor there and doesn't just go out to the ocean. (laughs) So this is the air quality sensor that we're using. It uses two plant tower sensors, a lily go board, similar to an Arduino board. It's a very common open source board that you can use to develop your own electronics controller. So it's all in a little box here. Yeah. So this is what you show people how to build. You've got the instructions on the website. Yes. We have all of the instructions and the bill of materials. And it's pretty straightforward. We all we just have it here in an electrical junction box. This measures the air quality. This one we install on the coast. So we can see, for example, the impact of Saharan dust, but also just different drought periods on the air quality. And this is the water quality sensor. We use a lot of the design based on the maker buoy, which is a current measuring buoy that's also completely open source, developed by a professor in the U.S. His project is called Maker Buoy. His is to measure the ocean current, and we built a similar floating buoy that then dissolved oxygen, pH, water temperature, and conductivity. So again, citizen scientists can use this. Yes, for sure. So a lot of the parts are 3D printed. And yeah, we use Atlas scientific sensors, which you can buy. And they're relatively cheap for ocean monitoring sensors. So they're from 30 to to $100 per sensor. And yeah, you can start with a single sensor and then expand. And are people actually doing this at the moment? 
So far this year, really focused on validation. So we've been building the sensors and testing the replicability of the designs. And then we've been working with a colleague, Tatiana, who has been comparing them with more commercial standard scientific methods to see the quality of the data we're collecting. But it's been going really well. And so we hope to promote it more at the end of the project. I know that you're actually looking at the coral as well, aren't you? Yes, we're looking at the seafloor, coral, but also beds of seagrass and sand. So what we did is use this simple method where we tie a GoPro under a kayak, and then we have a cell phone in the kayak. So the cell phone collects the GPS data and the GoPro, the images, and then we just kayak an entire bay. Then we upload it and then put the GPS data from the phone into the images. And then we had it on Zooniverse for just anyone to initially sort the images. So we really promoted it in schools and stuff to include more kids in the program. And then we used that to train an AI that now automatically sorts the images. So what we hope is to make this a cheaper way and a replicable way in which we can map more of our coast regularly because we're experiencing rapid changes on our seafloor, which is really expensive to map using the standard methods with either drones or divers. So that's what we're testing out with corals. And you've actually had a lot of help from Australian scientists, haven't you? Yes, we work almost fully with open source data or open access data. And so we've been using a lot of satellite data as well, using remote sensing uh, methods. And in that, we've used COSTSAT to measure changes of our coast, which was developed by Dr. Keelan Voss from the University of New South Wales and is openly available on GitHub. And has he been talking to you? No, we have not been in contact with Dr. Kellen Bus, but we have been in contact with Dr. Chris Rulsma from the University of Queensland, who helped us go through our methods for validating remote sensing data that we've been collecting. So we also had yeah, the validation measuring it directly by walking the coast. <laughs> because he had more experience of using the data? So Dr. Chris Rosma is the scientist who Tatiana, who is our field validation expert, was using his methods. And there was part of the process that she felt unsure about. So she reached out to him for advice and he was very helpful. So. Tremendous. So maybe he should come over and visit and see your project. Yeah, that would be really awesome. <laughs> Can you see that this would be a way of mapping oceans in other areas as well. Can this method be extended? We are hoping that these methods can also help other islands that lack this type of data to be able to monitor their coast. Like for us in Aruba, we didn't have this data being collected on a national scale anywhere. So a lot of the changes that are happening are not being recorded at all. So we looked at these open source methods to see like, can we build something that fills this gap for the island where we can really gather attention and show the changes that are happening to our coast. And I know that there are many other islands facing similar challenges where, you know, the institutions are not there on the island to collect this type of data. So we would hope that this can help others do the same. Mm, yes, I can see this being applicable on a worldwide scale, actually, if, if citizens want to help. Yes, for sure. A lot of smaller communities don't collect this data. And a lot of the changes that are affecting small islands are very hard to measure on a larger scale, like the currents in the near shore 
the changes on the reef islands are very hard to monitor. So it is really good to be able to develop methods, we think, that are applicable to small islands that are experiencing these effects, yet aren't like recording it. What sort of changes are happening around Aruba? One of the changes we've seen is we've seen a lot of our reef islands shrinking and even disappearing, which I think is a pretty big impact for the island because the reef islands along the coast protected from storm surges and sea level rise. Which is very crucial on Aruba because it's an extremely flat island. It's actually a very, very low-lying island, isn't it? Yes, it's a pretty small and flat island. So I think this could be a very important issue that hasn't really been monitored before. Right now we're also having issues with high sea temperature, which is happening everywhere. But again, in islands that are very dependent on fisheries and their coastal ecosystem, it can have a very big impact. And talking about global warming and sea level rise, is that something that is bothering people in Aruba? I think more and more so. We've seen sudden changes in storm patterns that I think is one of the main ways in which people are considering it. Also unusual heat waves. We're also a desert island, so luckily we use desalinated water for drinking water, so that has insulated us from some of the impacts of the longer drought periods, but the same is not true for a lot of our natural landscapes. So people are starting to talk about it more and more. How long has your project been in existence? So we've been working on coastal monitoring systems now for, I think, since 2019. So we had a few rounds of funding from UNESCO, that helped us to build initial prototypes. And now we've been working on validating these systems and having continued monitoring for a year with support from the EU funding from Resembit. Basically, it's yourself and your husband who also works at the university here in Aruba. My husband is currently doing his master's at the university. And yeah, I work at a university and then we have a whole team. So Tatiana, who's doing the validation, Jeremy, who's working on the web development for the database and the AI, Suyin, who's working on communications and illustrations, a whole host of interns, uh, Manuel, uh, Sean, Stephen, who's also been working on the air quality. So yeah, we've been lucky to have more than 20 people work on this project this year. <laughs> That's amazing. And you're obviously so young and the, you know so enthusiastic. <laughs> Yeah, we're very excited to be able to do this work for our island, you know? (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Never underestimate what a remote nation or island may be doing to examine and look after its ecology. Citizen science plus improvisation. Pauline Newman with Christy Mettes in the Caribbean.